Let's try this again. Are you working podcast app? I don't want to say your name because I don't want to blow up your shit. Welcome to another episode of Unsalted. I'm not using my microphone because it's been giving me trouble in recording episodes and I'm pissed off. Anyways, this is the Meghan Markle episode. Enjoy. Okay, this is like my third time recording this episode. (laughs) I'm having lots of technical difficulties. I don't know. I figured out that using the microphone is a problem, so I'll have to tweak that. I don't know. So at some point in time. But right now, we're recording and it's saving. When I was using the microphone, it would record my episode, my 10-minute, 15-minute episode, and then not save it. So it was all lost somewhere. I don't know where. It's gone. It only, like, was saved one second of the episode. So here we are back another episode of unsalted i apologize for the quality because i'm not using my microphone i find the microphone does make a difference but you all tell me let me know um the reality of it is you guys actually were not going to get an episode um i was supposed to be away this weekend i had organized myself to be away and then thursday night i said "Ah, i'm gonna record an episode Ah!" and then my trip got canceled thanks to winter weather snow squalls thank them that's why you got this episode um and uh, i was going to quickly record an episode and it probably would have been shit but now i'm realizing because i'm recording this now for the third time this might actually be the shit because i'm tired so yeah so anyways um here i am i'm a little bit discombobulated because here's a life hack what you shouldn't do when you're 50 years old is eat a whole big bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Don't do it. Because then your stomach hates you. And when your stomach hates you, your whole body hates you. And you become so lethargic and sick and just, it's not good. And now, I've been recording this episode now for the third time. And really, all I want is a tea. That's all I want. But I'm just going to persevere and record this because if I stop now to get a tea, I'm not going to come back. I'm just going to lose my flow. So whatever. Talking out loud. You know how Ed Sheeran um, loves out loud or thinks out loud? Well, I'm talking out loud. Here I am. Okay. Megan Markle. Archetypes. Her podcast. Okay. Let me review my notes one second because I'm reviewing them yet again. You would think after recording this for the third time that I should know my stuff off the rip but I don't. So Archetypes, uh, that's the name of her show, Meghan Markle, former Duchess of, was she Essex? I think she was a Duchess of Essex. Essex. I should have reached her stop, but I'm not going to because I don't care at this point. Um, So basically the name of her show, she introduces Archetypes, uh, addressing labels and tropes that hold women back. I find it to be a bit of a weird podcast because it presents itself as being an interview podcast. So here's what I did. Um, I think I started telling you guys this, but then I fell off. And I don't know, maybe I told you guys in the other episodes that I recorded. Here I am. So what I did was um, I listened to the three episodes that I could possibly stomach. 
Um, she has about 10 episodes right now out. And so every episode is named after an archetype. So I listened to um, Angry Black Woman with Issa Rae. And who is Issa Rae? Some of you may know her. Some of you don't. But I'll tell you who she is. Issa Rae is the creator, director, writer of a TV show called um, Insecure. Really great show about like a young black woman living in L.A. and just trying to get her footings in life and basically talking about the insecurities of being anything. All kinds of insecurities are addressed on the show. Um, she did an interview uh, with Mindy Kaling. Sorry, an episode. I shouldn't say interview. I'm going to get into that in a second. An episode with Mindy Kaling called um, Single Woman. <clears throat> the archetype of that. She also did an episode with um, Serena, which I didn't listen to. I don't know what that archetype was about. Whatever. And then the last one that I listened to was Archetype of Diva with Mariah Carey. Great. So you feel that it's like an interview, right? So you're going to interview Mariah Carey about the archetype of being a diva, but it's not. So what she does is, excuse me, she interviews the show. She has some professional, like the one on diva. She had some like Greek mythology person talking about what the definition of um, diva is. Pardon me, I'm going to cough. Um because my throat is dry from inter- interviewing, from making three episodes. I know I sound so oppressed. Um, and she'll interview like a, somebody on that particular archetype. They provide a definition that she kind of talks about what she thinks about it or how it's connected and why she picked the person that she picked. So she picked, Mar- picked Mariah Carey because, you know, Mariah is quote unquote a diva. She used to do those diva live concerts with uh, Whitney Houston and Celine Dion and Patti LaBelle and Mary J. Blige. So that's why she picked Mariah Carey. So that's what she does. And uh, what I find interesting is that it's a lot of her talking. And I don't know if it's because the people that she's interviewing are kind of fascinated or interested in speaking to someone like Meghan Markle. So I can't, I want to blame her completely for that, but I can't because I think it's, you know, she introduces a topic and starts talking about it. And a lot of them are connected to her, right? Like single woman. She was a single woman for a long time until she orchestrated being married to a prince. Um, angry black woman. She doesn't really know what that is because she identifies as one now because that's her American identity or her British identity or whatever the hell you want or her identity that she's taken on now, but not completely because I'll tell you a bit more about that episode. Um but not really, or a diva. People think that she's a diva. She got Harry to leave the monarchy. So she's a diva. She's angry diva. So, you know, Mariah Carey asks her questions about that or connects her to that. Issa kind of connects her to that. So I get it. So maybe that's why, like, I guess when else are you going to get the chance to have that type of conversation with her? Um, but she talks a lot. She talks a lot. And I'm going to tell you what she talks a lot about. A lot about. She talks a lot about being a mom. She talks a lot about her husband, her husband. She uses, she says specifically her husband. The show was so scripted. Even her ad libs, seemingly her ad libs are scripted. 
because I listen to a lot of um, podcasts, like talk, like interviewing podcasts. For example, you know, Dak Shepard had a great uh, podcast where he did interviews with people um, where it's sort of like a free flow of a conversation. And, you know, I kind of model my podcast after that, where it's just like, we're just going to talk. And, you know, if I cough, I cough. If I don't cough, I don't cough. If I say I'm a lot, I say I'm a lot. Uh, she doesn't do that. It's very well scripted. You don't hear um a like a nothing, um, and yeah. So it's weird like that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, so it's it's very very scripted. And so anyway, she says my husband a lot, and I just want to say Megan or your people if you're listening to my podcast because that's what y'all would do. Just say his name. We all know who you're married to. You're married to Prince Harry or formerly Prince Harry. You can say Harry every time she says her husband. Never does she drift from my husband. And it's fucking annoying because we know who you're married to. Say Harry with your fucking chest, bitch, because you worked your magic to get that man to marry you. Whatever the hell that is. So just say his name. You can say my husband, Harry. You can just interchangeably. But no, you can't because it's so fucking scripted that you have to say my husband. We know who you're talking about. Fun fact, though, is that when she's talking to Issa Rae, she said, oh, my husband watches, my husband and I, when we watch Insecure. I was like, cool. Harry watches Insecure. I would love to know what he thinks about the show. He thinks it's funny, but I want to know more of the stuff that he thinks about the show. But I digress. Um, so her episode on single woman talking to Mindy Kaling um, was interested where she was just like kind of kind of talks about the fact that she accepted that she was going to be single and this amazing thing happened in her life. And she met this guy and now they're married and they have two kids. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The most interesting thing about that interview, I feel, um, was... Um, they started talking about high school and stuff like that. And Mindy assumed that Megan was very popular in high school because she was pretty. And she says she wasn't, that she, you know, spent her time reading books. And, you know, Mindy's kind of surprised by that. Like, oh, really? Like, I didn't, I never would have thought. Like, yeah, I just sort of was like this simple girl and nobody really knew what to make of me. They didn't know what to make of you because you were racially ambiguous. No, I mean, it was weird. It was weird. That's why back in the 1900s, because that's what we're talking about. She went to school probably in the 1900s, early aughts. People had to decide what they were. What I recall, this is what I remember. When you were a biracial person, you had to, and typically a biracial person who was black and white. You had to decide which end of things were you going to be on. Were you going to live your life mainly as a white person or were you going to live your life as a black person? That's what you had to decide. And those who didn't, um, I don't think there's anybody who didn't. I think the world made you decide, which is not the right thing to do. And thank God we live in a time where who you are, you're accepted. If you're biracial, you're biracial. You identify how you identify. That's great. But I remember that being a thing because I went to school with people who were biracial and people like saying to them, you know, oh, you're so white. You, Your mom is black or your dad is black. And why don't you act black? And you don't listen to reggae and dance hall or hip hop or whatever. What's wrong with you? I remember that. So I'm sure Megan grew up with that, especially growing up in LA. Come on now. And I think her mother put her in that freaking Catholic school with a whole bunch of white people to keep her away from her blackness. But that's my own, I don't know thing but that's a whole other conversation um anyways um yeah so she kind of uh talks about like being this nerdy kid in school and i think well you probably isolated yourself because it was safer 
because you didn't have to answer that question because you didn't want to answer that question because you were passing. Your mom wanted you to be passing. And I know that might be hard for people to hear, but I think that's what it was that her mother realized, which many parents do of a child who is biracial, who is as light-skinned as Megan is and could pass was your life is going to be easier. Your opportunities are going to come more if you pass for a white person, a darker skinned white person, an olive skinned white person. Maybe you are um, Italian or Greek or Spanish, but nonetheless white. So there's that. Now I'm going to jump into her interview with Mariah Carey. So she's talking to Mariah Carey. She says to Mariah, she starts off the interview talking about, you know, I um, saw you on Divas and I was singing and oh my God, and it was just so amazing and whatever. Mariah's then first statement back to her was, when you saw me on Divas, did you know that I was different? Did you identify like I was biracial? And I think that kind of took her off guard. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I did. And Mariah starts talking about her biracialness and about the fact that, you know, the record industry didn't know what to do with her and her look and about the fact that her mother was white. She's like, my mom was white. My mother used to have to buy um, the properties for our family because my dad is a black man and her as a white woman, it was a problem. People didn't want to sell them or let them rent a property. And she's like, my dad was black, black, black. She's like somewhere, you know, in marketing me as Mariah Carey, they found out that my dad was, um, my dad's mother or grandmother was Venezuelan. So it became that I was Venezuelan. It was like, but there's black Venezuelan. So why couldn't they just say that I was black? And she's talking about all this and Megan marginally connects to it, but not particularly. So now I'm going to talk about our interview with Issa Rae, where Issa Rae is talking about being an angry black woman and that portrayal. And Megan doesn't really talk about her connection to that, which I find very interesting because I'm sure in her life, she has seen her mother being subjected to that archetype. And I say that because I, as a black person, saw my mother being subjected to that. But more importantly, I remember one of my one of my most vivid stories of my mom telling me as a kid growing up and how people treat black women and how they interact with black women was her in the two, in the 1900s um, taking a streetcar. So in the 1900s, when you used to take a streetcar in the city that I'm in, they had long stairs. And so as a woman with a stroller, the streetcar driver would leave his post go down the stairs and help you take the stroller up. That was the thing that happened, commonplace. I think it kind of sort of happens now from time to time, but maybe not as much because we have the pandemic and the tree car drivers are kept in like this, I don't know, plexiglassed dome of protection, which they need because they're an essential service and we thank them for their service. Anyways, so my mom took a streetcar one day and the guy didn't get up to help her. So she had to like struggle to bring the stroller up. I think maybe another passenger helped her. And when she got up, she put her token in and said, you know, wow, like you didn't help me. And he said, you people are always trying to make trouble. Some nonsense like that. I remember that story. It's a vivid story in my mind because my mother talked about the fact that that happened because I was a black person and because I was a black woman with a child in a stroller. So I don't know why Megan doesn't have these stories or why she chooses not to talk about these stories. I'm just waiting for the day for her to really talk about how she's lived her life quite honestly, right? Uh, that she was passing. She never says that, which annoys the hell out of me. You lived your life passing. Just say it. She says in her episode with, um, it might be Mariah Carey. Hold on, let me check my notes. 
I think it was the episode with Mariah Carey where she says the only time that she's ever been a part of or heard her race discussed so much was when she started dating with or when she married her husband. Huh? Your whole entire living life from age zero to 30 something until you met Harry, you didn't hear people talking about your race. Well, then that tells me that you lived your life as passing. That, that That's what that tells me, Megan, that you were passing, that nobody asked you what you were. And especially when you were filming suits in Canada, nobody asked you, what are you? Where are you from? Then you just told them that, oh, you're from LA then. Clearly, that's it. You're white and you're from LA. So I want for her one day to talk about who she is really and truly and how she's raising these children. Like, do they know they see their black grandma, but do they identify as being black? Not that they have to, but is that, is that something that is talked about in that house? I want to know. I'm dying to know. Or do they just talk about the fact that the monarchy fucked them over? Because that's an identity that they really, as a couple, as a family, they embrace. Harry has this book coming out calling Spare, which really he should call it Shafted, because that's really what I'm sure this book is about. I'm not pre-ordering it. I want for it to be an audiobook, and I will listen to it. Yes, I will. And I'll do that for you all. Anyways, to wrap this all up, Archetypes. I realized at one point, uh, when I was listening to maybe the third episode, she really talks about mom, 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 mom. Every episode, she interjects her mom, 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 mom. And in one episode, she talks about, uh, she plays at the end, the Maya Angelou poem, um, I Rise, Still I Rise. I think it was for the Angry Black Woman one. And um, and she kind of plays it like, it's like, look at this thing that I found. And I thought to myself, well, as a Black woman, I've heard that poem forever in a day. Like, that's not surprising to me. And then it hit me. The demographic of people who are listening to her podcast, it's not me. It's not me. People who are listening to her podcast are middle America, white woman, middle white, middle, middle aged, middle America, maybe not middle aged, maybe like 25 ish to 45 ish, 50 ish, uh, white women, middle class, who feel that this is such an amazing story of how a regular old girl from humble beginnings married a prince. Basically the makings of um, Princess Diaries, which not really because she didn't marry anybody. Well, she does. Or does she? Anyways, she doesn't know that she's a princess and finds out that she's a princess. So it's kind of like that sort of fairy tale story that we've all been taught to believe in that Meghan Markle is living. So I think that's why these women are just like, yes, like this ex-princess, princess nonetheless, because she'll always be a princess in our hearts, um, has done this podcast about the things that really impact women. And I think she just throws in these racialized episodes and picks racialized people to kind of bring in the demographics of people like myself who will be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this Meghan Markle you know, podcast. But generally, I don't think that's who she's targeting her podcast to because playing Maya Angelou, Still I Rise, and making it feel like this fun little poem that she found, that's not new for people like me. That's old news. That's like I grew up hearing that poem. And so it's not for me. And I have no business listening to it. That's why I'm nauseated and sickened by it. And I struggle to listen to three episodes for you guys because I love you all. And I clearly hate myself because I subjected myself to that. I need to love myself more. You guys need to love yourself more. So don't listen to the archetypes. 
That's it. Love yourself. Don't listen to it. Anyways, third time recording this episode. I hope it takes by the love of God. Fingers crossed. Everything's crossed. Pussy hairs crossed that this works. And um, that's it. I'll be back next week. Enjoy. Have a great week. Bye.